Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. Very good. <laughs> All right, well, we know who's not ready yet. Yeah, mine's not ready yet. Let's wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. My bad. I was on, I was oh, on okay. oh. <laughs> oh, you stalking? <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah, you didn't say nothing. <laughs> no, my, my shit was on mute. My bad. I was like, why the f- hear me? Like, <laughs> you, should, you should leave that for the intro before the song. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah, shit's yeah. hilarious. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. This is Boy 35, the All American. And Dan. Dapper Dan and Ahmad, what's going on, man? We've been two weeks of no football. We are back in business, baby. Hey, man, I'm not, I almost turned into a basketball fan. I don't know what's going on. That's not even doing, so I don't know how that happened. I don't know, man. It's just shit. It just went off, so I, you know, I, I had that more recent than goddamn. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be. It's good to be back, boys. Good to uh, good to hear from you guys again. So excited to talk about football. It's been a while. Likewise, man. What like? How was your weekend? Before we get my, into our shenanigans, what was your my, weekend like? I seen good. you Saturday. Yeah, what do you mean? yeah, I was there. Uh, so I was in uh, Orlando for a uh, for a golf tournament on uh, on Saturday. Uh, swung by, saw you guys for a bit. You and Berg for a bit. I uh, got to hear Berg say that Louisville was the best one in four team in the country, um, and then uh, then headed back. It was a it was a good weekend though. Other than that, just kind of laid low. What about you guys? I mean, I was, go go ahead, Amon. I was I was in the villa, man. Just uh, hung out here. Had uh, my daughter had a sleepover uh, Friday night. Had a gym meet on Saturday or Sunday. I'm sorry. Uh, she finished second over all all around. Um, second Man. overall, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, kinda. We got in the car and I had to hear about it because she didn't take too well against second place. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I told her, man, hey, man, if you want to get first place, you got to train like it, and you got to okay. you got to practice like it. You can't can't get in the car and be mad because you ain't get first place, but you don't really, you know, put in that first place effort. So we go, we working on it. So we are gonna get there. I like the energy though. Can't be yeah. can't be happy with second place. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but the girl who got first place there, she was a machine. Like. No funny shit. She got like nine sevens on everything. It's like what? I assume like, that that's good, bro. Listen, yeah, out of ten. Um, yeah. her, like when her team was like warming up and shit, she was like doing her own thing. Like that's how. Like I know she was. Uh, wrong. She, she was one of those. Yeah, well, like a, like she was a slick machine and type shit. So she she attacked uh, yeah. gym, gymnastics. How I attacked the podcast business, bro. She zoned in. Yeah, she she all the way in there. <laughs> That's right. There was a. I remember when I was in high school, there was a uh, somebody on our tennis team, and uh, she would never go to any of the practices. I didn't. I didn't play, but these are you know kind of some stories I heard. She would never go to practice. She would go to the beginning just to like be there for like a team meeting or whatever, and then would leave. And she had her own instructor and everything else. So she wasn't about. She wasn't about the tennis team. She was about herself. But uh, man, I ain't mad at it. What, what about you, Silk? Uh, a whole lot of work, a little bit yeah. of play for me, but mostly work, man. We, we, we had to tell in on this thing, man. The grand opening for uh, the Big Three Roll-Up Studios is going to be November 14th, man. So we just winding down with the last few mirrorless, a uh, little furniture here and there, finish up this barbershop we got in the building, then 
We ready to pop some champagne, Dan. What kind of suit you got? Oh, it'll be a surprise, my friend. It'll be a surprise. Uh, Can't get the cat out of the bag, you know? You scared? You heard? No, I told I you I'm getting the suit. You nervous? Yeah, absolutely not. No, there's uh, the the swag that I have. It doesn't even. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't fret people like you. You know, it just uh, <laughs> it lives in its own world. And you know, ever since quarantine, I've only had like one opportunity to wear a suit is for a wedding. I was in a couple weeks ago, uh, so I haven't been able to even wear what I want to uh, what I want to normally wear. So the drip uh, the drip will be out. Uh, we're ready to uh, to show off and uh, flex out a little bit. Big J, I got me a sports blazer, man. I don't think okay. I'm gonna be on dance level. I'm gonna try to do what it do. But we got some champagne flutes and a lot of champagne bottles to, to go down on November 14th. So I'm uh, here for it. Let's make it happen, man. Let's get into some gated football. Let, some Stadium Miguel. Let's get into it. So before we do that, give a shout out to our friends over at the Thomas Firm, who is the sponsor for the show, as always. Uh, give a call to the Thomas Firm at 813-221-2525. They're going to handle all your insurance claims for property damage to your home or business. Their lawyers have well over 20 years of experience handling roof damage and leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, and fires. They work all over the state of Florida. So if you suspect that you have damage to your home, give the Thomas Firm a call for your free consultation. Visit them at 813-221-2525. All right, boys. Uh, obviously, the biggest news of the week is we are back. Florida plays Missouri this weekend uh on saturday night so very very excited about that but before we get in into breaking that game down a lot of big news on the front of gator news so uh first things first want to give a shout out to stadium and gale uh alum uh and former florida gators wide receiver carlos alvarez who has a special that will appear uh tuesday night on the sec network called the cuban comet which is going to go through his story so if you're interested in knowing a little bit more about his story when he told it on stadium and gale he visited with us what i think about four months ago or so during the summer so give that a listen and give that a watch next the drips all over the timeline still they're getting edits out to recruits ahmad silk thoughts on the blue jerseys for the throw or pardon me the blue helmets for the throwback uniforms for the game against Missouri this weekend. Hey man, I love it. I love it. You know, I just uh just wish I could have got out there and wore it at least one time, Daniel, you know. But uh glad Same. we get the yeah, glad we get to I uh, whoa, Dan. Um <laughs> I'm glad we get to bring them out though, man. It's so cool how they how they put, you know, different uniforms together to, to form one. So, um with the blue helmet. So, it's dope, man. I'm excited. Duh, I seen. I haven't been that active on Twitter lately, man. So I logged on kind of late today when I seen them, man. Them helmets is disgustingly sick. Them shit is nasty, bro. I I, I love everything yeah, about it, bro. Yeah, yeah they, they fire. Are those your favorite helmets that the Gators ever worn? In your opinion? Nah, because that that white helmet did something to me. Damn. Which one? Know, the one that, from that, last year or the one from it, it, the, the the Gator? I like. It, it's just weird because I like I like the fluorescent Gator. One, you know, it's like a the, the shiny one. Is the, the shiny. Right. I, I thought you would probably like the the one that McElwain had the alligator skin and shit. I thought that'd be your bag. <laughs> no, I don't know what. No, that that uniform just signifies that it, it just it represents his time here. Like that's the worst goddamn uniform we ever had. Like it's just disgusting. I, I, um, I'm a big fan of the of the white one as of now. Now, when the, when the light hit them things on Saturday, ask me again. It may it may be them blue ones because I like the way. Um, that's my favorite color in the whole ensemble of orange, blue, and white. 
My favorite shit is the blue, man. I like I like nah, even, nah, even when we go all blue on, on nah, the not 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 question. Do y'all boys like the like the like the block looking F or like the the new age like F like the F we have? Nah, I'm, I'm right yeah, you like the old one? So, no, like so yeah. One. So count me as a guy that likes the block F both yeah, okay. on the helmet and on the football field. I, I missed the I missed the block F on the football field. I do. I am going to fight for one tradition for the rest of the time. There's some traditions that I think you know you know will last for a while, and then it's okay to move on from them. But man, I wish that block F was still in the middle of the field. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, Gatorhead looks good, but man, that block F just just spoke differently. Yeah, it, it did something. It did something. So we we might have to talk to uh, Strickland about that. See what we can yeah, do. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get him on here pretty soon. We'll we'll uh, we'll throw that out there. Um, so, uh, but I think I think the helmets look beautiful. I think the uniforms themselves look very, very similar. They might be the exact same uh, from the ones that they wore last year, and then they're going to go with white pants uh, and black shoes to bring back the, uh, the hey, black shoes in this game. That's that's another thing, Dan. Them black like Jordan cleats, they raw silk. I just love because they plain and it ain't too much. They they just raw. I, I I love those like uh, those Jordan cleats, the black ones. I'm checking those out right now. Yeah, them them tough as hell. Man, I wanted to get Swain for his, man. I was trying to get him up off him, man, to see how much he wanted to, wanted to let them go for, man, because them dope. What you, you trying to play um, men's 30-plus league or some shit? What you trying to do? <laughs> nah, man, you, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know, I still get out there, you know, here and there. Oh, okay. I'm you see that? You, you watch yourself. I think I can route you up, bro. What's up? There's no way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, shit, I'm trying to play with Brady one more time. Shit, everybody else is going to Tampa. So yeah, I might see if they want to call me one more time. Just, they're just throwing out money now, bro. Just That's so funny. Um, other news of the week Dan Mullen had a press conference this week. Uh, a couple things that really came out of that. Nothing, nothing too spectacular. Uh, you know, he said the biggest challenge for UF is going to be getting back into the flow of everything. Uh, UF obviously hasn't uh, played a game by the time that they get out and onto the field in about three weeks. So just getting back into that routine uh, this week. Obviously, you know, players weren't doing a lot of organized team activities together, but they were, you know, doing some stuff on their own. But ultimately, they're going to have to get out there and, and get back into the, you know, into the swing of things, you know, timing, uh, momentum, everything else that you have to work on, you know, during the season. They were certainly able to uh, get together uh, and watch film, things of that nature, study things on uh, on Zoom or, or whatever uh, teleconference app that they use. But uh, but this is going to be that time, and they're not only just coming off two bye weeks; they're they're coming off the time that they weren't able to spend a lot of time together. So, Ahmad, you know, traditionally, obviously, you know, during a bye week, you you usually are going to push out a practice or two just to give maybe an extra day of rest or or, or film study. But uh, you know, now they weren't even able to do organized team activities. So I'm very curious to see how they do in these two weeks. Yeah, definitely, man. It's just, um, you know, we, we had a rough time with, with our tackling and whatnot, man. It's just hard to, to, to get better at those type of things when you don't really have repetition at it. So, um, you know, I, I know we we got to play, what, seven games in a row without a bye week? Um, yep. It just sucks because the team won't get, you know, healed up at all. Any, But, I mean, me personally, I hated the bye week because it always took us out of rhythm of things. I like the bye week because I get to go home a little bit take a break, you know, catch myself. But as a football, you know, from a football standpoint, I don't I don't like the bye week personally. I and mean, that's just me. I don't think you was on Grantham defense though, so Yeah, true. um yeah i mean other than that not a ton of uh other news out there you know florida i did announce that they had another 
player uh, test positive for COVID on Saturday. Didn't give any specifics uh, for that. Uh, Dan Mullen did announce today that he thinks his team will have at least the, the minimum 53 scholarship players uh, to be able to take to Missouri. But that also means that depending on who has COVID or who's currently in quarantine, you certainly could see some, some different faces than you're particularly used to. Or depending on conditioning and everything else that these players might be going through, uh, you certainly might see a lot more rotation uh, just across the board. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Very, very good. Um, by week wise, I don't have a whole lot of takes. I think the offense will come out and do what it do. Um, we'll talk about the stuff that was said in the presser, man. But I don't expect anything, any um, glitches offensively, and I don't know what to expect defensively. I hope, hopefully, we can clean some things up. But I don't think defensively we can get any worse than we was before the buys. Hopefully, we could clean some things up. We'll see. I think that that's the only thing that you can ask for is hope for the best, right? Um. You know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best, but I don't think that that's right. much in terms of what we are preparing for. Otherwise, uh, you know, on defense this season, you know, I'm what I'm hopeful for is that a guy like Kyrie Cle or Kyrie Campbell can come back. Uh, you know, I saw Missouri, and we'll, we'll talk about Missouri uh, a little bit later with the other uh, guests we have from Power Mizzou. But, you know, watching a little bit of Missouri this past weekend as they were running the ball up the middle, uh, Missouri's not a great team, uh, but Florida has struggled previously with Missouri in the past. It's going to be a weird game. Florida's coming off two weeks. Uh, you know, but Mizzou could run the ball, um, and, you know, and, and Florida can't seem to stop the run. They certainly didn't seem like they could do it against Texas A&M. So, you know, I'm hopeful that they're able to get those guys back, but I'm also, you know, hopeful that they are to be able to, to make some tactical changes changes uh, to make that defense look a little bit better. And hopefully they were able to watch some more film. I know Dan Mullen was, was holed up uh, at his home for, you know, for a couple of weeks. So hopefully he was able to, uh, to come up with some ideas for, uh, for Grantham and the, uh, the rest of the guys to use it. Uh, speaking of defense and, uh, and Brian Johnson, I'm sorry. Speaking of defense, Christian Robinson uh, announced that uh, him and his wife, or his uh, fiance uh, got engaged on Saturday. So shout out to Christian Robinson. In the meantime, while we're recording this on offense, Brian Johnson is uh, talking to the media again, not a ton of things uh, that he's talked about. Um, I don't really think that there's really anything uh, that, uh, that he said, he said Missouri was able to hold K uh, Kentucky last week to just 36 plays. Uh, so that's going to put a lot of pressure on the offense to be perfect. Uh, 36 plays just doesn't, um, doesn't seem like a lot. Um, Florida's only averaging uh, like 55 uh, a game. So hopefully they're, they're able to change the, uh, the tune there. Um, but outside of that, not much with Brian Johnson. Uh, Emory Jones was back in practice this week. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to see him on the field in the next week or two. Uh, but outside of that, everybody is talking about just getting back together. So don't want to miss that. But again, uh, this is Coach Speak under Dan Mullen's staff. So don't expect a lot of groundbreaking news. But speaking of groundbreaking news, uh, Silk, you had mentioned it in our group chat here that Saturday Down South did an article or wrote an art, uh, wrote an article, pardon me, about some of the changes that uh, the defense is going to potentially make um, or even a, as a whole. Uh, do you want to go over that a little bit more? Oh, uh, yeah, why not? Um, I wish I had the author of this, and I don't. Uh, can you get, get the author while I read it? So I'd like to give people the credit for their stuff. Among the moves, uh, more touches for freshman tailback Naquan Wright. Um, which I think we all agreed on in another yep. show. Um, yep. 
a greater push to get wide receiver Trayvon Grimes more involved. Right now, Trayvon Grimes have eight catches in the first three games in the offense. Uh, his, spot, his size and speed is a matchup problem, so they want to they want to uh, make more of an effort at getting him the ball. Uh, I think we spoke on that as well. I think they kind of feed the ball to two wide receivers a ton, and we can spread the ball out a lot more. So uh, I think they've been listening to the show, but let me finish. Uh, more deep throws from Kyle Trash. The staff feels they have matchup advantage with the height and ball skills with tight end uh, Kyle Picks and Justin Shorter and Grimes. Uh, that's, that's something I've been saying for the last two years. I think um, Kyle's good for what he does as far as uh, 15 yards in the end and working the field, taking what the defense gives him. But we leave a lot of uh, production on the field as far as uh, scratching defenses and, and stressing them out. Um, less exotic. Here's the defensive stuff. Uh, and I thought it should have been more bullet points than this, but less exotic blitz, blitz packages from the defense. Specifically, less pressure that takes long to get home. So yeah. like the corner and the safety blitz and, and those long ones. And I, I think, no, no, that, I that, think that, that timing's more the issue. Man, bro, listen, all that, man. Listen, bro, we we bad on, on the timing, like you say, so on the blitzes. We coming from far away when we not getting good jumps on the ball, bro. You can still blitz. Right. We can cap blitz and, and, and blitz the safety. Cat blitz is, is corner blitz, by the way, for yeah. those who don't know. Uh, we can still cat blitz. You run a toss sweeper to a cat blitz. That's us. That's easy. So why not do stuff like that? I mean, but don't have bad blitz posture and stuff and then say, well, we ain't going to blitz no more. Like, no. No, you fix it. But whatever, right, coach? So Yeah, I think I think time and, and, and like you said, like the nuances of blitzing and just having football instincts and, and, and um, I think that's more of an issue than anything. But, yeah, dial it up a different way because blitzing from the outside and trying to get off the edge was definitely not working. I want to see some more right down the middle stuff and, and with some different guys. I think more than that, I think we want to see some substitutions. So I don't think yeah. they're going to put that in the article, but I think that's what we really want to see. Yeah, and I don't think that that's something that they're going to they're gonna let leak out. I mean, you know, all of the stuff in that article, and I want to shout out uh, Silk you asked for, uh, is also Stadium and Gale alum Matt Hayes who wrote that article. Uh, so shout out to Matt. I appreciate the, uh, the, the behind-the-scenes news. All of that stuff is are things that we talked about on the show. It is good to to hear them from another source, uh, you know, maybe somebody that's sourcing, you know, a little bit closer to the program uh, or a different source, you know, close to the program. Uh but I don't. I don't think any of this is groundbreaking news. I think it's it's good to hear, right? I, I want to see Naquan Wright uh, a little bit more. Uh, I potentially want to see Trayvon Grimes a, a little bit more. Um, I would love to see some more deep throws from Kyle Trask. He he's on the money for the most part uh, when it comes to uh, those deep throws. Uh, but like you said, I I don't. I want to see different people potentially doing the same things that we were doing before to see if they can be done differently. Right. Um, you know, Nick Delatore uh, mentioned on his podcast a couple of weeks ago on, uh, on Gator country that he talked to a, a former uh, player that was on the team last season or the season before and said, you know, the defense isn't that challenging. Right. And, you know, like we've talked about on this show, you know, a lot of the guys that are playing, you know, are guys that have been in the program for, you know, two, three, four years. So they should know the defense. It's, it's not that as much as it's, you know, I want to potentially see new blood because if those guys have been in the, you know, the defense for this long, then, you know, maybe you need somebody different. Maybe you need somebody to, you know, to be put in that position where now you have to, you know, earn your spot back, you know, play a little bit harder, play a little bit differently. But, you know, if you feel like your spot's always going to be there, no matter how well you play, uh, then, you know, then I, then I think you have problems. And I think that that's potentially where Florida's at on defense right now.
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't want to keep going down this. This yeah, no, we're, yeah, we we've been down that road a million times. So, right. other than that, any other Gator news from you guys? I think that's but it. Again, I think no, we got we got recruiting news and all that type of stuff. We got a bunch of recruiting news, so we'll talk a little bit about that. So, as always, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Roof Soldier. Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company that specializes in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So if you have any recent roof leaks or damage or simply want to take advantage of a free roof inspection as we head out of the summer months uh, and into a season where maybe replacing your roof is a little bit more palatable for you around the pardon me around the holidays, give Roof Soldier a call 1877-ROOFS-FL or roofsoldier.com again that's roof soldiers 1877 roofs fl so big news on the recruiting front the florida gators were able to secure the commitment from the 97th overall player the number five ranked weak side defensive end jeremiah williams who announced his commitment to florida over Auburn. He is the 25th commitment in this class of 2021 and is going to join linebackers or uh other, yeah, I guess he he's also a potential linebacker uh, commit as well. Uh, Dewan Black and Chief Borders, depending on where Florida plays, and either that weak side defensive end or linebacker. So, boys, your thoughts on Jeremiah Williams? Oh, we got a dog, man. I came down to Auburn. Uh, he was leaning more toward Auburn until the game got played. You can see the type of season that Auburn has, so that that, that helped us out as well. But we got a dog. We got a kid that, that should be able to play every down. He could he could drop in the coverage and play back there as well. Explosive pass rusher. Um, just a great football player to add to that room. I, I don't think I think I think we've been acquiring the star power at that position. Right. No, I don't I, think there's a lack of a lack of star power at that position. I think um the guys like Hopper and the younger guys just haven't we haven't seen him get on the field yet. So, I mean, this guy adds to our wingos and our hoppers and, and those type of guys, those athletic guys that can maybe play on the edge, maybe play uh, in the middle. Who knows? It's just developing and getting them to the right position, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, to be able to make some plays. Right. As a guy that plays weak side defensive end uh, and linebacker, uh, you know, that, that buck position, you know, potentially, I'd like to see Florida have him pick one or the other. Um, obviously he's an exceptionally talented player, but I'd love to see Florida develop, you know, some more linebackers, you know, Florida is pretty thin at the linebacker position and a guy like Jeremiah Williams is an exceptionally talented guy. Uh, in my opinion, he's, you know, maybe even a little bit better ranked than, or a little bit better than he's ranked, but 97th overall player, uh, you can't go wrong with a guy like him and stealing him out of Alabama you know, from Auburn, but from, you know, a lot of the big schools wanted him. And, and he's a guy that's just going to be a, uh, a really good player for the university of Florida. So I'm really, really proud of what uh, Christian Robinson was able to do with him. You know, Christian Robinson got in his bag a little bit, you know, during the time off, you know, reels in a, uh, reels in a, a future wife and then reels in a, a four-star commitment. So uh, shout out to Christian Robinson and Todd Grantham uh, for this commitment. Uh, other than that, we've Real mentioned. Quick, like I said, the, the, star, the star power is there on the defensive recruiting. Um, we're gonna continue to see them land the stars. You know, um, like we complained about running back on the recruiting trail, but shit, yeah. um, they look all right. Um, yeah, they, they do. Run, yeah, that room's looking all right. So the star power and the recruiting has been fine at some of these positions on defense, but it's not, it's not materializing on the field, man. But right. shout out to the shout out to the defense, uh, defense side of the ball for, 
I'm killing the trail as usual. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, to be able to develop a, you know, a four-star guy and hopefully make him better, you know, is, is awesome. I mean, it's great to see, you know, what, you know, Florida's been able to do with guys like Kyle Trask and some of these other, you know, two and three-star guys. But if you can grab a, a, a you know, a highly ranked four-star guy and really develop him and make him better, you know, the skies were, you know, truly the limit for what, what they can bring to the table. I, uh, you know, but winning guys like Jeremiah Williams is, is huge, not only for the, um, absolutely you know, for the perception of the program and recruiting and everything else. But, you know, he's a guy that, you know, is wanted by a lot of your big schools across the country. And those are battles that we've talked about on this show that Florida needs to win in order to become, you know, a continuously elite program. Um, you know, Florida's not done on the trail. They've got a bunch of other commitments that they're looking at or a bunch of other prospects that they're looking at. And, you know, there's going to probably be some attrition from this class. There's not probably, there will be some attrition from this class, but being able to reel in these guys and, and be able to secure the commitment early or you know now rather than try to hold out and wait until early national signing day or national signing day uh, is huge so that's uh that's great news and that's a big commitment so again jeremiah williams four star 97th player in the country commits to florida over auburn on monday october 26th we talk a lot on this show about the crystal balls from 247 but rivals.com has their own and it's called future cast uh, and Destin Hill or Dustin Destin Hill, a guy that we've talked about on this show, uh, got a number of future casts for him coming to Florida. Silk, I know that you've followed this commitment maybe a little bit closer than I have. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? And do you think a commitment is potentially imminent or? Yeah, that's a guy they, um, I, I think I mentioned on Big Three Roll Up. But yeah, that's a guy he was formerly Destin Payson. He changed his name. So it's Destin Payson Hill. So anybody that, that, if that name doesn't sound familiar, uh, elite speed, elite, uh, really good route runner, man. He was le- leaning toward Florida State a little while back. I'm not sure why, but I was like, if a kid's that good <laughs> and he likes Florida State, we got to get into recruitment. Like, it's just a, a no-brainer, right? Right. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, I expect us to land this kid, this, this recruitment. That's another elite body in the wide receiver room, man. So, Billy mm-hmm. doing his thing as well. When do you potentially expect that for the fans at home so they can get in your uh, mentions if it hasn't happened by then? I got to follow up on a few things. I've been slacking on my recruiting treats, man, with all this busy. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Stuff, man. But, but uh, I'll find but, out. I'll have it next show. We'll so, De- Destin, Pay- Destin Hill, formerly Destin Payson from New Orleans, Louisiana, from Edna Carr High School, is the 111th ranked player on the 247 composite, the 19th ranked wide receiver, and the fifth best player in Louisiana. Right now, all of the crystal balls uh, on him or uh, on 247 or to Florida State, but I, I think it's been quite some time since anybody's put anything in there. Uh, Destin Hill, six foot, uh, 200 pounds, uh, being recruited by Florida State, Alabama, Florida, LSU, and Oklahoma. I really like Florida's chances there. I think that he's, um, you know, a guy that sees an opportunity to play at Florida. Uh, they've really, really handled his recruitment well. Um, I've heard some great things about, well, you know, what Billy Gonzalez has said to him and, and you know, change the tune of, you know, where he was potentially looking. I uh, really think that he can bring a lot to the room. I think that he's a, a little bit of a different than your big bodied wide receiver that Florida's traditionally gone after. Uh, but I think it'd be a great weapon to add to the room and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing where he might be able to, uh, to fit in, uh, to Florida, uh, also a track guy. Um, so we, you know, we've talked yeah, about on the show, how much we love track, uh, folks on this, you get, uh, on guy, you get him beside a guy like Xavier Henderson and, yep. and you got Whitmore still in the offense, man. Um, yeah, shorter. Busy. shorter. Yep. You got some athletic guys that can fly around and do some things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he, uh, Clemson a little bit. 
and a uh, and a state champion uh for a state champion as a junior uh his team won so uh destin hill uh, that's d-e-s-t-y-n hill i'll be on the lookout for him florida's chances do look good there speaking of chances that florida has uh Xavier sorry uh, athlete, four-star athlete, visited campus on Sunday. Um, it is still a dead period, an NCAA-mandated dead period. Uh, and so he's not allowed to visit with the staff, uh, but he did come on campus on Sunday to, again, take a look out. So anytime a, a guy pays his own way to come to campus and take a look, whether he can meet with staff or not, is always a good thing for the Gators. Um, let's see. Uh, Terry on Arnold has announced that he will drop a top five in the next couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah, that's I'm another one I expect us to eventually get. It's only a matter of time with that one. As of now, things right. can change. Who knows if Bama Bama's bags get heavy, shit, shit could get weird. But right <laughs> now, I expect us to get Arnold. Yeah, so he is going to announce a top five on December 1st, and then he's going to expect a commitment uh, uh, right after that, uh, according to his Twitter. Outside of that, in other recruiting news, it's my understanding that – hold on one second here. I was by myself some time – that one of the, uh, the All-Star games did get canceled, so I don't expect uh, – us to see uh, much of that. The All-American Bowl uh, game got canceled, which was previously the Army All-American Bowl. Uh, that game got canceled, they've announced, because of COVID. So uh, unfortunate for those guys that were going to play in that game, but uh, still an honor to be recognized uh, to those players. Outside of that, that is your recruiting news. Florida does sit number eight in the country overall, uh, and so we're looking to see where Florida potentially can we go got, up and go down from there. We got a, we got a, um, we got a commitment coming up soon, right? Ahmad and your, your neck of the woods? I believe so. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm hearing, man. So it's a uh, uh, be on the lookout for for a, a, a big commitment down in uh from a guy in Lakeland, Florida. He uh has been playing very well this this year, so I'm excited. I love it, man. I love it. When when do you think we can expect that, Amon? Um, go ahead and say his name, man. It's okay, not a big secret. <laughs> Sam McCall, man, the guy in Lake Gibson. Uh, yeah, he, he plays both sides of the ball. I think they might want him to play safety here. Possibly. Yep. Right. Yeah, but he, but he's awesome wide receiver as well. So um, the guy's electric with the ball in his hands, and uh, he just he he you know he makes plays when the ball's in the air. So um, that's the type of guy we definitely need in our backfield, man. Guys that's gonna go uh, make plays on the ball and is not afraid to come up and tackle. Absolutely. Uh, he is a he just earned his fifth star actually a couple of days ago. Yep, uh, yep. So Sam McCall is a guy that I really balled out during a lot of the uh, summer camps. Uh, this past season, he's a 2022 guy. Uh, like Ahmad said, he is a guy that plays on both sides of the ball. I know the Florida really does like him on the defensive side of the ball, but you know we'll see for this season and next season, and, and when he comes to Florida, where he might play. But winning guys like that, even though he's in a uh, in Lake Gibson and in an area where Florida recruits well, to be able to get those guys and, and make them stay in state, we've talked about you got to win your local battles too. So uh, being able to get a guy like him, I wouldn't say it's a program changer, but it, you know he's definitely a guy that makes the program you know, significantly better. Yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing McCall on Wednesday. That's what I'm hearing. All right. Um, we'll see what the vibes is. That's yeah, what the streets are, are saying behind the scenes. So uh that's a huge get. And as you can see the recruiting of the staff is getting better, man. I just yep. think we we got some things on the field and I we already know what we're gonna get on the field. Eventually this thing gonna do what it do. 
Um, I do, I do got some coaches that I do want to swap some things up with, but <laughs> the recruiting's getting better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're getting in, we're getting some some elite guys and some different type of bodies. It ain't just in the, um, the transfer portal, man. So um, steady Eddie. Absolutely. And, and Sam McCall, if he joins, I uh, will join one other commitment that's currently committed. Uh, Savion Ellis, who's a four-star uh, wide receiver. He's a 257th play, uh, 257th ranked player in the country who committed all the way back in April of 2019. Um, so adding Sam McCall to that list will uh, obviously be a, a great addition. So looking forward to that. Outside real of that, quick, boy, real quick, real quick, real quick, real uh, quick. Kyrie Campbell just tweeted just now, it's good to be back with a gator emoji. Love to see it. I mean, I think he's a game changer, boys. I truly do. And we can talk a little bit more about it, you know, once we talk about the Mizzou game. But, I mean, I think that that's a guy that makes about just about as big of an impact as any player um, can this season, not just because he's that good of a player, but just because Florida has some major holes, you know, in the defensive tackle position and now can move some players back to their more natural positions and hopefully get some more production out of them. Man, I'm so glad glad Zach Zach gets to go back to his regular spot to really terrorize some shit. I'm here for all of that, man. I'm here. Man, for- I need I need a big game Saturday. Like, um, Mizzou. We're gonna talk about the Mizzou matchup. I don't want to get into that, but I, I I want us to come out ready to play some football because Mizzou ain't no layup. No, Mizzou's not, and we're gonna get. Um, we are going to get Mitchell Ford from Power Mizzou, which is the rivals website, uh, on real quick to talk to us about Missouri. Uh, but before we do that, we want to give our friends over at Envoy Mortgage a shout out for their uh, sponsorship of our show. So if you're looking for a new mortgage, look no further than our friend Carlton Black with Envoy Mortgage. Uh, Carlton and I got the chance to talk late last week. Just an incredible guy. Loves the Gators. Um, Just, I mean, just an incredibly down-to-earth guy and really does love the Florida Gators. He's licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. So Envoy offers all types of home loans, including conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed-rate loans, adjustable-rate mortgages, jumbo loans, and more. He can also help you with refinancing now at very low historical rates. Also, if you're a real estate agent and you're looking for a partner in the mortgage industry, give Carlton a call. His phone number, 404-769-5501. That's a cell phone number, so feel free to text and blow him up. Do whatever. Uh, again, that's 404-769-5501 or email him at cblack at envoymortgage.com. Let's get Mitchell Ford on the show and learn a little bit more about Mizzou. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is Missouri beat writer from PowerMizzou.com, which is a Rivals affiliate, is Mitchell Ford. Mitchell, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mitchell, talk to us a little bit about Mizzou. Um, interesting game against Kentucky coming off a 20 to 10 win uh, against Mizzou where I think there was a combined 80 or just over 80 plays uh, during the game. Talk to us a little bit about that game and, uh, and uh, what, what Mizzou's doing well uh, this season so far. 
Yeah, that was a wild game. I've actually, I'm not sure I've ever seen a game quite so lopsided in time of possession. Missouri held the ball for more than 43 minutes, um, ran 92 plays to Kentucky's 32, I believe, or something like that, 36 for Kentucky. Yeah. So uh, I, I had never really seen a team control the ball like that. And what was remarkable to me was, you know, that's kind of what Kentucky tries to do to people. Um, so Missouri kind of, you know, just beat Kentucky at its own game, ran the ball 62 times. Um, like I said, held the ball, forced like four or five, three and outs uh, from Kentucky um, and really was impressive because it was kind of the opposite of how they had won the week before. Well, I guess the game before they had a, a bye week, but when they, they beat LSU throwing the ball 40 times and, you know, throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns and, and went in a shootout 45-41. So um, I, I was definitely impressed to see them, you know, win a game kind of doing the opposite, which was just a, a grounded pound and, and hold the ball. Absolutely. So I want to touch you a little bit about the rushing attack because it seems like it's gotten better throughout the season. I know that that part of that is a product of playing Alabama in the first game. Things are naturally going to probably get better from there. Um, you know, but you 126 yards in a loss against Tennessee, 180 yards uh, against LSU, and then 220 with 62 attempts. Um, obviously not a great average, you know, after running the ball 62 times, but ultimately talk to us a, a little bit more about, or about uh, Missouri's identity on offense. Do you think they're going to be a more, you know, run uh, a more running team or are they going to continue to, to try to uh, throw the ball or, or move the ball through the air? I don't think they'll run it as, as heavily as they did against Kentucky every game, but, but I think, you know, this, this is an offense that would prefer to, to run it first and foremost. Um, the two tailbacks are, are probably the two best players on the offense, although quarterback, cornerback, sorry, quarterback Connor Bazelak has been pretty good. Um, but Larry Roundtree is a senior who's a, uh, He's about to become Mizzou's all-time leading rusher by a running back. And Tyler Beatty's a really good kind of complement uh, third down back who can catch the ball out of the backfield and kind of, you know, hit, hit big plays with his speed. Um, and really, they, they ran the ball pretty well against Tennessee in week two, but just the big thing was they got behind. Um, and then they've, they've run it really pretty well the past two weeks. Like you said, the average wasn't great this past week, but, you know, consistently being able to get three, four or five yards against Kentucky is, uh, is, is not bad because that's a pretty salty defensive front. So I, I definitely um, I think, you know, running, establishing the run, getting that going will kind of be the focus. But I also think I do think Drinkwitz um, is, is not afraid to, you know, do what he has to do to win the game. If, if it's, you know, a situation where, you know, they need to, uh, you know, spread it out a little bit more or something like that, try to take more deep shots downfield. He's shown a willingness to do that. But with a redshirt freshman quarterback, if you can just keep running the ball all game, um, I think they'll, they'll do that until uh, until someone stops them. So talk just a little bit about him. You know, he's a, a redshirt uh, freshman uh, taking over uh, from last season from um, from Kelly Bryant, who played quite a bit. I uh, threw 21 passes last year, I would imagine, you know, was under that four-game rule. So he's able to, to take that redshirt. Um, but this season – Throwing the ball almost 71%, um, completion rating uh, 893 yards passing, nine yards a, a attempt, only one interception on the year. Um, talk to us a little bit about his game uh, and what most of that passing is. Is a lot of you know a lot of short stuff, a lot of midfield stuff. Is he a guy that can throw the ball deep, or, or what's kind of been Missouri's identity on uh, on offense passing the ball? Yeah, I mean, I've honestly I've been blown away kind of by what I've seen from Connor Bay's lack. Um, you know, he wasn't actually the starter coming into the season. Uh, Sean Robinson, who transferred from TCU and sat out all the last season, you know, was 
the, the was the kind of the guy and and um you know came into the season he started against Alabama and and started against Tennessee um and and Bazelak also you know he's coming off he tore his ACL in the last game last season so uh so he didn't really you know get much practice during the offseason but but he's been really solid um he he's the thing that's impressed me the most is his poise he he never really seems to get rattled uh, in the backfield he's made very few you know bad decisions, which kind of come with a lot of times being a, you know, a redshirt freshman playing, you know, for the first time uh, at the college level. Um, he actually comes from a, a high school background where they ran the wishbone as well. So he, he didn't really throw much in high school either. Um, but he's he's got a solid arm. It's not like, you know, a Drew Lock arm like we saw with him. It's not, you know, one where you watch and you say, oh, man, like that's a throw not a lot of guys can make. But he can absolutely get the ball downfield. Um, you know, he's been, they've been throwing, they've been taking advantage of the middle of the field a lot, especially against Kentucky, which plays primarily zone. They were finding a lot of kind of holes, you know, five to eight yards downfield in the middle of the, in the middle of the field. Um, you know, they, they use the backs, uh, in the passing game. So I, I, he's, you know, Basilex, uh, he's, he's thrown more deep balls than Sean Robinson did the other quarterback, but he's not throwing deep you know, all the time. I think uh, that's not, not, maybe not as much ability as it's just, you know, Drinkwitz doesn't want to put him in position where he, he's making, you know, a ton of mistakes or anything like that. But, but he's, he's really been, been very accurate uh, pretty much wherever he's thrown it. Yeah. I think the way your defense has been playing, it kind of helps him uh, not be able to have, or have to take those type of shots and you guys are running the ball. That's perfect for a young quarterback. Um, how do you think your defense matches up versus, Trask and, and Dan Mullen. Uh, I see you guys held Kentucky to, to 10 points. I think that was uh, pretty good because I, I thought Kentucky had a better offense than that. So I was impressed by that and, yeah. and the amount of possessions they had. How do you think they match up with, with, with us? Yeah, well, the most impressive thing, you know, against Kentucky was just being able to stop the run. That was an issue against Tennessee for Missouri, but they've, they've gotten that figured out in a big way the past couple weeks. Um you know, I do think Florida will probably be able to, to you know, move the ball against Missouri's defense. Now, assuming, you know, Trask and Pitts and everyone else is, is playing because we don't know who's out, obviously, with the with the COVID quarantines. But, um, right. you know, Missouri, Missouri did kind of get gashed through the air against LSU. Um, and, and Bama, you know, hit some big plays on them, although, you know, Alabama's going to do that to just about everyone. Um, so, so, you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, Missouri's cornerback group is, is solid but young. Um, they, they started true freshman and their nickel is also is a redshirt freshman. Um, they've got a they're, they're kind of hybrid safety linebacker who does a lot of covering tight ends as a, as a true sophomore. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, that there will be opportunities for, for Florida to move the ball through the air. Um, it, it's going to be more probably like that LSU game for this one where Missouri is just going to have to, you know, understand the opponents. You know, it, it's, they're not holding anyone to 10 points. They're not holding anyone to 145 total yards. They're going to have to score with Florida. What's your confidence le level with your receivers? I see you spoke about uh, the quarterback being and, and the coaching staff being a, a little reluctant about throwing deep passes. If it turns into a shootout, how comfortable are, we, are you with your quarterback getting in the shootout and uh, with those receivers? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, the receiving group's interesting because they have uh, a lot of guys and a lot of depth, but very few have really done a whole lot in a Missouri uniform. Uh, Jalen Knox has, has been the most uh, the most impressive so far. He's uh, he's a junior. He's been playing in the slot this year after playing more outside the first two years. He's he's really uh, you know he's he's quick. He's uh, he's able to get open in the middle of the field. They get him the ball a lot of ways. You know, as a runner and as a receiver on screens. Uh, on jet sweeps 
and uh, and he's he's real fast. Um, they they brought in two graduate transfers on the outside, Damon Hazelton and Kiki Chisholm. Hazelton's been solid, um, maybe not quite what he was billed as. He came from Virginia Tech, uh, and and you know he's he's been he's been a decent possession receiver, but he hasn't you know kind of broken off any any big plays. They haven't had a ton of success throwing the ball you know deep, other than off of a flea flicker against LSU actually, um, and then a busted coverage against LSU. So um, and then they've got a ton of other guys that play, um, but there's kind of there's kind of a ragtag group. They've got a former quarterback, a former walk-on, a, a current walk-on who had to try out just to get on the team this year, a guy who was a late addition to a signing class. So, um, you know, they, they've, like I said, they've got guys at receiver, um, but, you know, I, I don't, I do think that that's an area where they're maybe lacking compared to some SEC teams as far as top level, you know, trust that that guy is going to win a one-on-one matchup type of deal. Right. Hey, talk about uh, your quarterbacks and how they uh, deal with pressure. Um, I know that, you know, we like to uh, blitz of various different types of ways. Um, do they get the ball out of their hands well and whatnot? Yeah, Connor Bazelak has done really a fantastic job dealing with pressure. That's that's what I was saying earlier about his poise. That's probably been what's impressed me the most about him because, um, you know, that's just not something you see a lot of times from from a lot of young quarterbacks. They tend to hold the ball too long, maybe try too hard to make a play. He's he's been pretty good at understanding, you know, where he needs to go if pressure comes, at, at recognizing it before the snap. Um, he got sacked once against LSU, but that was when the left tackle actually pushed the defensive end into him. He had kind of had no chance on that one. And he got sacked once against Kentucky, but it was actually just him trying to scramble and uh, trying to run. I don't think he was actually going to throw that ball. So uh, he's 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 done a good job at dealing with pressure. Now, you know, certainly like it, it wouldn't be impossible for for you know a defensive coordinator to scheme up some stuff he hasn't seen before because like, he's right. only really played two full games. But right. uh, but but. That has definitely, I would say, been his strength so far is, uh, is is dealing with pressure and getting the ball out in time and, and accurately. Who's who's a guy um, in your wide receiver court that can that can really? Ahmad, hold on one second before you jump into that question. Um, Mitchell, is that more on the offensive line? Is it more on the quarterback? I mean, it doesn't seem like. I mean, is is the offensive line a strength for Missouri? I mean, it, it seems more like they're not even allowing pressures or or hurries or hits, not even just sacks. The offensive line has been way better than I expected. Um, you know, is it Alabama or Tennessee caliber strength? No. But coming into the season, we kind of thought it was going to be a big weakness. They graduated or they lost three starters from uh, from from last season, and uh, and then they had some opt outs and some season ending injuries during the uh, during during fall camp. Um, but that, that the offensive line's been good. I wouldn't say it's it's not been perfect by any means, but it's been especially in pass protection. It's it's been really solid, which is definitely yeah that that's helped base lack out. There's not a ton of times where he's just running for his life back there. I mean, who's a guy uh, in your receiver core that could possibly hurt us or, or stretch us deep, and uh, someone who we should be looking out for? Yeah, I'd, I'd go back to Jalen Knox is the guy who who I think. They just they try to get him involved in a lot of different ways. Um, okay, not as much deep, although he can. I mean, he he caught several deep balls last season, but he, you know he's lined up in the slot now, and and he's a guy who they're gonna, they're going to give him to him on screens and jet sweeps, and they'll even run like the speed option with him sometimes, right. um, and, and stuff like that. The deep threat probably would be uh, Damon Hazelton, the graduate transfer from Virginia Tech I mentioned earlier, or Towski Dove. He's the okay. guy who caught the. Uh, Deep ball to start the game against LSU on the flea flicker. He did make up, go up and make a pretty decent catch at the high point of the ball there. But um, you know, I, I like I said, I haven't seen there hasn't been a ton of um, 
deep shots other than there was one play against Alabama and one against LSU where it was complete busted coverage that, that went for long touchdowns. But uh haven't seen a ton of like wide receivers, you know, make, going up and making a play uh, on a deep ball really that much this season. Mitchell, want to know a little bit about uh, Missouri a few games. I mean, obviously they they, they lost to, to Alabama um, to start the season. Uh, didn't look nearly as bad as they uh, have looked against some of the other uh, teams that have played them. Um, but then, you know, had a, uh, had a tough loss uh, to Tennessee and then gets into a, a bit of a shootout uh, against LSU. Um, and then Kentucky, you know, just really controls uh, the ball. If you were to say what you expect out of Missouri this week, playing against Florida, Florida's obviously three games in coming in, you know, after a tough loss against Texas A&M where they were involved in a bit of a shootout themselves. What kind of Kentucky team or uh, pardon me, what kind of Missouri team do you think we see today? Yeah, you know, I'll be interested to see that as well. I kind of still don't know totally what to expect because, you know, we've only watched this this team play four games with this quarterback and under this coaching staff. So it's still like kind of trying to, to get a, a firm grasp on their strengths and weaknesses and, and their, you know, their tendencies and DNA and stuff like that. I mean, I, you know, going back to the last two games, how they were able to succeed offensively two kind of completely different ways. I expect that they'll find a way to, to at least move the ball. Um, the red zone scoring in the red zone has been a little bit of an issue and that will be a big key against Florida, certainly. Um, and, uh, you know, defense, I, I think, you know, you worry a little bit about the secondary and about the, them, you know, giving up some, some big plays to, to Kyle Trask. Um, but, you know, if I had to just say what I, what I expect, I, I expect this to be a game going into the fourth quarter. Now, Florida is definitely is capable of, you know, if, if one or two things break right of, of, of blowing this Missouri team out. But I think, you know, given that Florida hasn't played in a few weeks, given that they might be a little bit shorthanded and given that Missouri's playing with confidence right now, I would expect this to be competitive. Perfect. So uh, with that being said, Mitchell, I'm not sure if you're the guy, type of guy that does this, but uh, give us a prediction, maybe a win-loss, maybe a score, if that's something that you do. Oh, man. So I haven't, I haven't looked into it a ton yet, but uh, I'll, okay. I'll, go ahead and, I'll just go ahead and throw one out there for you guys. I'll say, I'll say Florida wins like 38 to 31. Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. Real I quick, like Mitchell, it. what's your opinion about the entire SEC East as a whole? Uh, we've seen we've seen plenty of enough football right now. So, what's your, what's your overall opinion on the league? Yeah, um, you know, I think if I had to if I had to qualify right now, it'd be Georgia's is probably the best, and Vanderbilt's probably the worst, and everyone else is, <laughs> is pretty close together in the middle. Now, I would pick ten, or sorry, I'd pick Florida um, second, and and you know just. I haven't seen a ton of them. Obviously, they've only played three games, so reserve the right to say, you know, maybe that AM game, second half of that AM game was a little bit of a fluke and they could compete with Georgia. They'll certainly get the chance to prove that. Um, but but I, I kind of think, you know, Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky, and South Carolina are all, you know, flawed teams that are very capable of beating one another or losing badly to one another on the right day. As we've seen, you know, Missouri got blown out by Tennessee, which got blown out by Kentucky. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of, you know, I, I think, I think all those, those four middle teams are, are all in the middle and then Georgia's one, Florida's two, Vandy's seven. 
Gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. Hey, you. man, I appreciate you for hanging out with us, man. Good Absolutely. conversation. Absolutely. Mitchell, before you leave, uh, tell everybody where they can follow you for the uh, for the game stuff this weekend. Yeah, so you mentioned our, our website's called powermazoo.com. It's at missouri.rivals.com. Twitter, I'll tweet out you know the links to all of our content at Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, the number four and the letter D, so Mitchell4D. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, bro. We really appreciate Mitchell coming on the show. Uh, and with that, we want to give a shout out to our friendly Friedland at the law firm of Friedland and Associates. He's going to handle your auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. So give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED or visit his website, yourfighthourbattle.com. Lee is a double gator graduating both UF undergrad and law big gator fan so again auto accidents medical malpractice nursing home cases criminal matters and personal injury cases 1-800-95-INJURED or yourfighthourbattle.com well you guys just heard from mitchell ford really appreciate him coming on uh from power mizzou uh, about florida's game against missouri this weekend in the swamp Ultimately, uh, Missouri's been, you know, a, a different team in all four games that they've played. They've won a shootout. They won a game where they completely controlled the ball the entire game. They uh, lost a bad one to Tennessee, and then they did what most teams do against Alabama. They just got, you know, outplayed, outcoached, and uh, outmanned. But uh, Silka Mod, talk to me a little bit about your thoughts and, and what you guys think uh, about this Missouri team coming into the swamp. Um, I agree with Mitchell. I think it's going to be a game heading into the fourth quarter. I think they could possess the ball and keep the ball from my offense if our defense is not up to play some big boy football. So, yeah, I mean, they eliminate, they eliminate Kentucky to 36 possessions. That's frightening. Um, being able to run the ball and play defense, they can change the game, you know. So I think we'll be able to go get points. I think we'll win this game. But I think it's going to be a football game heading into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I definitely think the same thing. Um, I was watching them play Kentucky a little bit. Um I think it was last night, actually. It was on SEC Network. Uh, just seeing what I can see. And uh, they were running the ball a lot. Um, I could see that, you know, if that possibly happening against us, um, it, it kind of keeps the game close. Um, I think that when we get on offense, we're going to be able to score. Um, and, you know, they, if they keep the game, you know, uh, running the ball and, keep, you know, keep, keep it kind of close to the fourth quarter, man, I think that's, that's a win for those guys. I think that's what they're trying to do anyway because they really know they can't beat us. So. Um, what I absolutely do not want to see is any cushions. Like, uh, just like Mitchell said, I've seen that on the film, too. They're not throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, bro. That's light up, bro. play aggressive. Yeah, yeah, we on them. And then who's going to beat us deep? They are. Um, it, it, it can't outrun us. They're they're four for 16 um, on the entire season uh, with two touchdowns on passes over 20 yards. Uh, a very large bulk of their plays. Let's see. 38, 41, almost 60 of their passes have come, you know, between, you know, zero and 10 yards. So this is a team that if they're going to beat you, they're going to do it by trying to, you know, get these short slants or these quick outs or these quick hooks, uh, you know, within 10 yards and try to take the ball forward. But, you know, probably 65, 70% of their passes are within zero to 10 yards. Yeah. And our defense just got to get, come out and get stops period. Um, For sure. I I don't want to, I don't want to see, uh, I don't. I don't want to turn this into them just running up and down the field on us, man. So, uh, Kyrie, if Kyrie's Campbell's back, that's huge news. I want to see us get some fucking stops. Get my get my offense back the ball. I don't want to see us giving up slants because we know this guy's not going. It's the same old, same old, bro. Like I, I just want to see something different. Um, but this is a game we can't come out slow on. For sure. For sure.
because uh, these are the type of team that we don't want uh, to let them linger around and stay around. You know, because bad things happen when, 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 when teams like this stay around in, at the end of the game. So um, if we could put them away early, we could put them away early. That would be great. Um, but we definitely don't want them to linger around. Yeah, we just need um, we need more possessions. And the only way we get more possessions is if we get stops. Absolutely. So the, a couple things about Missouri. Uh, one of the things that I brought up with, uh, with Mitchell was that they're not allowing – much in the way of of pressure the entire uh this entire season uh their quarterback has only been uh sacked twice this entire year i mean he's been hit three times has just one hurry yeah but uh, he's doing and, quick drops and getting the ball out quick too well if that's the case then florida needs to be able to either figure yeah, out pressure that's why we, that, sure yeah, that's, if we if we know yeah, we can get the ball out then we, then we got to get there you know and 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 we man it's only a few rounds man you can you can run if the ball coming out fast I mean, let's keep it a buck. So we got we got to play smart, and we got to. So outside, you guys both play defensive back. I also played defensive back uh, in the intramural blue league when I was in my fraternity. But um, I'm going to sit this conversation right. out because I don't I know if the you. advanced thoughts um, really resonate with our fan base or our listener base as much. But outside of just pressing on the uh, on the line a little bit more, what more do you guys want to see out of the uh, the defense when it comes from a coverage perspective? Oh, Especially with a team that, that throws even, the ball quick. We ain't even got to bump and run all the time. We ain't even got to press. But dog, we got I like to say it all the time. We gotta relate the routes and we gotta we gotta we gotta take away the air on routes, man. We all right, we ain't relate to routes. We're not matching routes at all, bro. It, you don't have to bump and run every time. What does relating routes mean? So to the so relating the route. If a guy ran a slant route and you're three or four or five yards off, you gotta go match it. You gotta go press and get next to him. There shouldn't be no air in between you guys, basically. All right, so what's happening is we letting guys catch the ball in front of us and running up and tackling. The problem is it's it's, it's third and four, and they and we're five yards, six yards off, you know. So it, it, we got to separate. We got to we got to uh, kill the separation, um, clean up the air in between us, and, and, and go master routes. We don't got we don't got to bump and run all the time though. That's you know I think that's that get misconstrued with fans when you know they it, you know see guys catching the ball in front of us. We we got to get up on them from the line. That's not that's that's not the case. I think the biggest thing, like that, that always that's been bothering me this season, is 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 definitely the cushion, and also like it, we're we're cushioned that big, and then we're confused. So um, I want to see both of those tighten up. I want to see us playing a little bit closer. We we, we recruit recruited highly touted guys. Um, they should be able to lock up guys that that are at Mizzou that are, that are less talented. They should be able to lock those guys up. So um, just squeeze up. Um, let's play some we ain't, like we ain't got a bump and run, but we also don't need to be eight yards off the ball versus a quarterback that's not gonna throw the ball down the field. So um just a little small schematic changes like that and, and I wanna see different faces. I ain't I ain't got time to sugarcoat anything. I wanna see different different faces in my secondary. I would like to hear you name some of those those names that you would like to hear. Um faces I would like to see in my secondary. Um I would like to see my man Hill. Um, yep. I say put him on the outside. I mean, it is what it is. So I would like to see Hill at the outside. I would like to see more Kimbrough. I would like, and I would like to see more Travis Johnson. Um, however, they want to sprinkle those guys in. Give me some Travis Johnson in at the nickel at the star position. Uh, give me Hill on the outside. Give me Kyrie on the outside uh, at the safety position. You can give me uh, the young boy. 
and, and I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't terribly mad at way Dean, Dean been playing this year. He ain't been playing perfect, but I ain't terribly mad. So my safeties could be trickled with a little bit. Uh, I don't want to see Steiner back there. I just go ahead and say that. Um, are you guys surprised that we haven't think seen what else? more? Are you surprised we haven't seen more Chester Kimbrough this year? Chester Kimbrough needs another another mango season in the weight room, in my opinion. He, he, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's too light in the ass guy. Right. He's going to be a great ball, ball player for us, though. Yeah, he's, he's plenty aggressive guy. You can see he got uh, the football moxie. A lot of, a lot of, uh, just a guy that could get around the ball and make plays, but he looks a little slender and a little small. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, what else? So Missouri's obviously, you know, if Florida's not going to be able to get a ton of pressure uh, on the quarterback, uh, you know, that does mean that they're going to need to be able to secure uh, the middle of the field when it comes to uh, to running and. Um, I don't want to see shoot. Give me Bernie at safety or something too. I don't want to see Bernie at linebacker no more. Am okay. I am I am I gonna get these wishes Saturday? Likely not. But I'm just telling you my wishes things. I don't I don't want to see anymore. I don't want to see Bernie at linebacker anymore. And, and, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this just because it's um I I think that we're gonna see Bernie at linebacker this week if only because of um maybe the health of maybe some other linebackers or other players on the field. That's all. I, I think that if Bernie is going to move, I don't think it's going to be this week. I think it might be next week or the week after just due to a necessity of, of players coming back or, or being available to play. Right. Um, outside of that, defensively, I don't think Mizzou is is able to stop Florida. Um, I do think that Florida's defense, surprisingly, is better than LSU's. Um, I do think if they do get into a bit of a shootout, you know, Florida does stand a chance, but also if Florida is only uh, not able to turn the ball over. I think, let me just go back to it real quick. I think that that's what Florida really needs this season. Ahmad, I know you've talked about it, but Florida needs a turnover this week. They need an interception. They maybe need two interceptions. They need to do something uh, because Florida right. hasn't been able to, to, to get any turnovers this season. Uh, but they certainly, if Florida only holds the ball 40 or 50 times, uh, they do need to be perfect. And, you know, Brian Johnson mentioned it in his press conference today that with Kentucky only hold, getting the ball 36 times last week, that obviously limited what, you know, a pretty good team on offense Kentucky is with Terry Wilson uh, was able to do and, and limited them uh, moving the football. So uh, defensively, um, Missouri does have a couple of, you know, pretty good players. Uh, Nick Bolton at linebacker, Jelani Williams at safety, and, and Cameron Wilkins are probably their their top three players on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, when it comes to cornerbacks, I think that they've been uh, able to get um, beat fairly often. I think that Florida has a, not only a size mismatch, but a speed uh, and skill advantage over them uh, in that position. So I, I think there, there should be no problem with Florida running the ball. Um, we've mentioned it on previous shows, and then Silk, you mentioned the Saturday to End South article. Uh, Want to see a little bit more out of Naquan Wright this uh, this week as well. And I am off him maybe getting some more passes out of the, uh, the backfield because I do think he's a little bit more of a natural pass catcher than uh, maybe Damian Pierce is. Right. I'm just looking at the list of um that Saturday Down South article right now. Of the things on this list, I mean, you had the um the Naquan Wright thing that you just mentioned, um, Trayvon Grimes getting him more touches, uh, deep throws in the blitz packaging. Which you which one you think we see on Saturday? Which one you you think this is doable? Um I'm thinking I, Naquan Wright, because I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna change up any of his blitzes and whatnot, man. I, I still think we're gonna still see the same stuff, man. We just gotta execute a little bit of stuff better. Um, 
don't think they're gonna try to change too much stuff on the defense. I can just tell you that from my from I, my from what I'm I'm thinking that you know from grab them in the past. I don't think they're gonna change it. Man, I think Grantham be, is who he is, but I also don't think that he was able to to install much new. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, where I don't know if they're going to do. I don't know if needs to install it. Well, no, this is what personnel. What I was going to say is, I don't know if there's going to be an install of like more blitzes or calling less blitzes or calling more blitzes. But I do think that you are going to see some different names, some at a necessity, um, and some just because the fan base is is clamoring right. for it, and you can only ignore the fan base clamoring something for so long. If this was a a, a, a once uh you know a season type of thing i think it's a little bit different but this has kind of been a uh you know something that that florida fans have been watching and i think that they're starting to to get uh you know their ears perked even kind of the casual fan is starting to get a little irked about uh you know florida's defense Word. but uh, to answer your question i think that we do see more naquan white um i think that uh, malik davis's role will be a little bit diminished this week just because of the fumble a couple weeks ago but i think that naquan Wright has been outplaying malik davis this year do you think we see uh the the more more attack uh, 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 down the field attack you think we see more passes down the field i think we definitely need to from coming from a db that's, that's almost frightening sometimes when you got big tall receivers that can make plays on the ball um with the radius as as our receivers um i mean you, you got it it's a, it's a copycat league you see guys doing it to us why can't we do it to other teams um i don't think that florida's not doing it to other teams i think that florida has actually done a pretty good job of getting the ball down the field through the air uh this season i'm just going to pull it up here quickly uh when it comes to to florida's passing details um they've thrown the ball it looks to be just by quick math in my head, about 40%, you know, past 10 yards. Um, one of the things that we haven't seen much recently though, is it to, to a lot of other players outside of Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is responsible for quite a few of those, uh, those catches. So I, I do think that we, you know, potentially see a more downfield attack, but I think that, you know, part of that, you know, relies on, on Trevon Grimes ability to, to get open. Um, yeah, Dan, you ain't tell me no with them stats. You just said, bro, I'll be honest with you. We got to throw the ball down the field. AKA <laughs> what I just said, right? Well, no, I wasn't disagreeing yeah, with you. Down the field, man. No, 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 no. I wasn't disagreeing with you. The comment was on Trayvon Grimes getting the ball more down the field. And what I'm I'll, saying I'll is Florida has moved the ball. <laughs> Florida has moved the ball down the field quite well with Kyle Pitts, but they've not moved the ball well with really anybody else is what I'm saying. And it hasn't been from a lack of trying. Florida's five for 12, throwing a Trayvon Grimes direction past 10 yards. Five of 13, I'm sorry. So it's not just a, a Florida's not passing it down the field. It's Florida's not passing down the field well to Trevon Grimes in his direction. No, I think we missed some opportunities. I, I've said that in the past. I think we've missed some opportunities because we've been zeroed in on um, the pit, pits, and, and pits and Tony. You know, that's just what it, you can, you can see it on, on a lot of rewatches of, of guys shrieking down the field open. Um, I think we are leaving some production on the field. It's not to criticize, but I think the coaches said that for a reason. I think they they watch film as well. And seeing some production that and some 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 down the field stuff that we that we could hit on that we just not throwing we may have hit on some of those plays like if we got shooting down the field wide open and we hit on a thirty yarder but it could have been a touchdown you feel me? Oh, I completely feel no. I and I'm not disagreeing. I wasn't disagreeing with Ahmad. I wasn't disagreeing with anybody. I was just saying that you know if Florida is going to stretch the field, I would love to see them do it with Trayvon Grimes. I'd love to see them you know get more uh, of a threat 
on the outside, especially a deep outside threat, because I think that even opens up more opportunities for guys like Pitts and Tony and, you know, Copeland and some of these other guys, you know, shorter um, Xavier Henderson, uh, Whittemore to be able to get more opportunity. I just don't know, you know, what's going to, you know, I, I just don't know if we, we see a lot more of it. I mean, I guess that's a, the only thing. If I think if I were to rank the three, I just don't know if I see Florida moving the ball a ton down the field with Trayvon Grimes. I would love to see it. And I don't, that, I don't think it's a lack of – I don't think it's that he can't. I just think it's like more of a uh, – or just getting coached up and, you know what I'm saying, being confident and looking for it more uh, more often. Uh, I've seen him a couple of times take some some bad deep reads, and he's taking some deep shots, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yo, why did he take that? So I just think it's more of, a, of, of the reads thing more than, than um, ability. You know what I'm saying? I think Dan will coach him up and we'll take some deep shots. But That's hey, you know, with all with all our short our short and quick passing game, that can definitely open up uh, double moves and, and passes deep down right. too as well. So right. it's just dialogue, Dan. It won't be no. You're not talking right. You're muted, Dan. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I would love to see Florida be able to open up. I mean, I think Trayvon Grimes is a guy that we can, um, you know, really use, and he can be a great, um, you know, asset to the team. But you know. We'll, we'll see. Um, and then let's see, what else do we have uh, going on with Mizzou? I think that that's kind of it. I mean, we've, we've spent a, a ton of time breaking down Florida's defense this season um, and the shortcomings over the last couple of weeks, almost ad nauseum. And I know that we're excited to talk about uh, something else. Is there anything else you guys are going to be looking for uh, in this game or anything else or any player that you want to stand out? Somebody get cooked, take them off the field. If guys are barbecue chicken, I don't want to see guys get beat four or five times, get keep getting beat deep, bro. You barbecue chicken, get him off the field, period. That's what I want to see Saturday, man. Like, make it competitive. Make guys lo- like fight for their job. You get bent, you get cooked. Not we keep throwing you out there and hoping you make a play on the ball. Right. And just play with your hair on fire. Like, like I said before, bro, like y'all getting criticized. Yeah, no, I, I agree, you know, 100%. Better. Uh, no, I agree 100%. So, okay, I mean, that that's the one thing that I've noticed about this team, and I know that there's really two schools of thought there, right? Is it do you give them the opportunity to redeem themselves maybe the next play and make a big play and maybe get their confidence back, or do you take them out and bench them right away? And you think that we're at a point right now where there needs to be a bit of a shakeup, especially on the defensive side right. of the ball, Absolutely. you know, where if you're not making that play, then you need to be um, – you need to repent for your sins on the sideline and, and see if there's somebody else. But, you know, Florida's recruited defense really well the last couple of years. They've got a lot of young players. And at some point, you have to be able to see what they can do and bring it to the field in a game position. I don't want to see it in blowouts. I don't want to see it next year. You know, I want to see guys that you recruited because right now you're playing with, you know, a lot of Jim McElwain's players and, you know, some of the players that you recruited very early on. And when you piece together a chat there, or a, a, pardon me, a, a clown. Outside of that, you know, I want to see your Trevez Johnsons. I want to see more of Jaden Hill. You know, in my opinion, Jaden Hill, you know, is is a close, you know, number two to Kyrie Elam this season in coverage and in terms of just overall cornerback ability. Um, I want to see more plays from him. You know, I, Marco Wilson's been a great, you know, steward of, of Gator Nation, and he's been a great player, you know, for the Gators in the past. But if he's not able to deliver this se- or deliver now or this season, then you need yeah. to give that opportunity to somebody that's going to do that. And that's not a shot at Marco Wilson. That's just a shot just in general of saying, hey, you know, you know, there comes a point in time where if you've had a guy for three, four years in his program and he's struggling, then there's got to be some something 
have a wake up call because the definition of insanity is this is probably the most overused quote. The definition of insanity is continuing to use the quote. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So, you know, hopefully with this two weeks off, they're able to get their mind right, maybe able to get in the uh, the film room a little bit more. I just don't know what you tell the, I don't know what you tell the guys that that are on the bench that. If if the guy ahead of him keep getting beat, like how, what do you how do you tell that guy what, what reason you tell him he's not getting the opportunity to play? Right, and you can't. I don't right? what you tell him. And that's when you start to get issues like you know the Dallas Cowboys are having right now. You know with their with their team, right? And you start to get some locker room unrest. Um, and we've seen it before, and you can potentially see it again. That's when people stop trying or when people stop caring. Um, when they think, no, that I, don't think I don't think anybody, I think we got the, the, the right mentalities on that roster. So I don't think they'll stop caring, but that's when you get people start peeping on. I mean, you could transfer and do what you want these days. Mm-hmm. So uh, you start getting people peeping out when they're like, yo, this guy in front of me getting barbecued. I'm not even getting mm-hmm. opportunity. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, the NCAA is about to make it even easier to transfer potentially in the, uh, in the winter time when they allow one free transfer. So, right. um, you know, players that were potentially weary about it before, cause they weren't sure what the NCAA would say might now, you know, look at that as an opportunity. That's every position. That's just not yeah. corner. I'm talking about linebacker, uh, all every room. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if the guy, if, I, if I'm riding the bench and the guy in front of me is getting cooked as a, as a competitive guy, I'm going to be like, yo, like give me an opportunity to at least try to make a play. He ain't making no plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, dude, you're exactly right. So we will see uh, on Saturday evening. Silk, Ahmad, let's get into a score prediction um, or, or keys to the game. Keys to the game is just us stopping the run um, and getting stops. That's it. Um, we, I know we're going to score points. I know, I know we're going to be able to do what we want to do on offense. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, if we take deep shots, if we don't, we'll see. But just getting stops, that's the key to the game, getting stops, getting off the field on third down. Um, Score-wise, I got us in the 40s. I'm going to go 41-31. Something okay. weird. Ahmad, what about you? My, my, my score of 31 kind of just lets you know how I feel. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just got to stop the run, like Silk said. We got to we got to find a way to get the defense off the field, um, especially on third down. We can't have them having high percentages on third down, um, you know, and and allowing the defense to stay on the field and get tired and wearing us out, having big long drives. Um, you know, when the offense get on on, on rhythm, um, it sucks for them to be on the on the sideline for a long time because the defense can't stop the other offense. So um, we got to get the, we got to get off the field, um, get the ball back to our offense. We, and I know we'll score. Um, and I'm with Silk. Um, I, I say we score. I say 40, 42, 42 to, to, to 31. Um, I think they'll get a touchdown towards the end. All right. Uh, and, and like you guys said, I mean, I think that we're all in the same boat, but what, one of the things that I want to see on the offensive side of the ball is I want to see Florida extend, extend the game and extend drives by, by running. And I want them to, to end up with a score at the end. And I know that that sounds like the best of both worlds, you know, but Florida has obviously showed that defense is going to be a liability this season. So I'd love to see a little bit more of a balanced uh, offense against Missouri. I'd love, you know, Florida to be able to, to get a couple of first downs before, you know, either getting that long drive, um, you know, touchdown through the air or, or that 
one big play. Um, and I know that that sounds weird to say, but you know, I really want Florida to be able to control the time of possession because we saw what Missouri could do if they control the time of possession against Kentucky. And I know Kentucky is, you know, Kentucky, but you know, they also have a pretty good offense. They've got a pretty good team um, on offense and they've got a pretty good quarterback that was able to, you know, make plays, you know, throughout the season until they face Missouri. So I want to see Florida be able to move the ball on the ground and then through the air. I would love to see them get the ball to Trayvon Grimes so that Ahmad next Monday can tell me how wrong I was that Florida wasn't able to get the ball to, uh, to Trayvon Grimes through the air. Um, on defensive side of the ball, I mean, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. I just want to see a team that has heart and that wants to play and that wants to be there uh, with the best, the, uh, the best 11 guys uh, that deserve to be on the field when they're playing. I like Florida a little bit bigger than you guys. I, I don't think that Missouri is a very good team. I don't think that LSU is a good team. Um, I think they also caught LSU in a bad, you know, kind of weird night. Um, I think they are able to control a very weird game against Kentucky, uh, but I don't think that they're able to do that against Florida. I think that Florida's offensive, uh, you know, prowess is, is too strong, and I think their defense is going to step up a little bit with Kyrie Campbell coming back. So I got Florida uh, 45-24. 45-24. Um, I think the Florida wins this one, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close uh, throughout the game. I like your confidence, Dan. You're more confident than I am that it's going to be a blowout uh, just because my defense can't stop a nosebleed. Before I get – I got a couple more questions for y'all before we move on, but let me do a quick read from my man Greg Brun at Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man Greg up. He got the best customer service in the business. Nine five four five eight nine two two zero four. If you need home, you need auto, you need renter's insurance, you need life insurance, or any financial services, my man Greg is the best in the business. Nine five four five eight nine two two zero four. Big coverage. Um, have we got any word on? Because Kyle Pitts was 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 dinged up. Have we got any word back on Kyle Pitts being dinged up? Uh, there was some smoke about Emory maybe being uh in his hand. Got any updates on that? Uh, no, I don't have any updates other than, you know, Florida's keeping that injury potentially. Uh, any injury that is there close to the best. So, no, there's no update there. Hmm. Do you have any smoke um, as far as how many guys we may be missing Saturday? I, I think still a lot. Um, you know, Florida, you know, with, with COVID, uh, if you – have a positive test you have to quarantine for 10 days if you don't have a positive test but you uh are caught up in the contact tracing part of it you have to quarantine for 14 and i know that that seems like a long time and we talked about it you know on the show why is it longer because it can sometimes take a couple days you know five seven ten days for the virus to show itself on a um on a on a test so um they sit you out for a little bit longer as a precaution that you might potentially have it i don't think that florida's uh, with a complete, a complete travel roster. Um, I think that Florida is going to probably go to that game with, with anywhere between 55 and 60 players. I don't think that they go oh, below so that we, threshold. What are you talking about? Say what? what oh, what? I'm sorry. This is the full schedule. I, my apologies. What? I think they'll have at least, um, I'm so confused on where this game's at. <laughs> I messed up earlier. Um, I, I don't think that they they carry their full um, scholarship roster to this game. Obviously, you're going to have your walk-ons uh, that will be there and everything else, but um, I think that Florida maybe has 55, 60 guys eligible for this game. I don't think that we'll see a lot of starters out, but I do think just based on you know some things that we've heard behind the scenes, I do think that you might see some more substitutions uh, or maybe some of the guys that you're used to seeing on the field uh, not play quite as much, maybe because they're coming back from conditioning um, or maybe because they're they're not 100% healthy. Word up, man. 
I don't know who got the song of the week or anything like that, but uh, shout out to Manscaped.com, the best of the best in grooming, man's grooming needs. It's getting a little cool out, but I still got my ball deodorant just, just flowing, you know, nice and breezy, even though we're in the 70s now. Still, you know what I'm saying? Um, 80s, 70s have been cool. A lawnmower 2.0 keeping me trim and, and clean. If you want to participate in this ball deodorant movement, use coupon code SG at checkout at manscaped.com to receive 20% off and free shipping. The best of the best, man. Uh, do your balls the favor. Yeah, big big shout out a couple a uh, couple of you guys uh, have come into our mentions recently and say that you were able to uh, to get some stuff from Manscaped. So I would appreciate uh, everybody for supporting our sponsors, whether it's Greg Brunt for your insurance needs, whether it's Roof Soldier for a roofing, whether it's uh, Carlton Black over at Envoy Mortgage, whether it's uh, Lee Friedland, whether it's the uh, the Thomas Firm. Uh, we appreciate you guys for supporting all of our sponsors. Each so, real week. quick before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, Around the league, what do you feel? I asked, I asked the Mitchell guy what, what, what he thought about around the league. How are you feeling about the SEC East, where we stand at, where Georgia stand at? They got a loss in the SEC as well. Um, we kind of got to run head-to-head. It's, it's pretty much who wins the head-to-head battle kind of going to win the East, right? So – I mean, it's got to be unless, you know, unless there's a trip up by somebody somewhere. This is my biggest concern, Silk, and I'll be honest with you, is that, you know, Florida had to miss two games because of their own COVID issues. They still have seven more games that have to be played over the next seven weeks. And what happens if a team that Florida is playing, you know, ends up in a COVID protocol? Right. Then what happens to, you know, what happens to that game? So right now I've got a concern about the, uh, just the week finishing up. We've just seen, you know, some issues pop back up. Uh, but to answer your question, just kind of at face there, uh, Alabama is still the best team. I mean, they lost Jalen Waddle. Uh, unfortunately, that was sad um, to see them. But I mean, they didn't even look like they missed a beat, to be honest with you. I mean, they're just, no, such they, a, they, a they, they're, I think they're a bit more beatable. A little bit more beatable. Waddle definitely down. I think they they they, they didn't look sure. like Superman without without Waddle. They just like a good football team. With Waddle, they look like Debo. Yeah, they on steroids. I I still think uh, you know, and we we saw with Clemson too, right? Clemson's not a, a perfect team either. They were struggling, you know, with Syracuse for for a good majority of that game. But I think if you look at the SEC. You know, Tennessee isn't very good. I don't think Missouri's all that good. You know, Kentucky can go up or down. Uh, South Carolina, um, you know, really struggle with LSU after a you know win that they had last week. Auburn doesn't look very good. I really only think that there's maybe three, maybe four teams at most in the SEC uh, that even look to be remotely um, strong this season. Uh, and I think that you know that's that's Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. I don't think that there's any any chance anybody else comes out of the West, but Alabama, um, but out of the East, I, you know, I think that it's going to depend on two things is one, you know, that Florida Georgia game. And then two, uh, depending on how things shake out, if you know, a team that Florida's playing or a team that Georgia's playing ends up with COVID and they have to adjust the schedules and everything else. Cause wouldn't that suck if, you know, somebody got in because they had a, a better winning percentage, but had to play less games. It just, I don't know. I have a, I have a weird wonky yeah, feeling uh, towards the end of this year. Yeah, I, like I've been saying, I don't know how this all plays out. Every game is a blessing, so I'm glad we got one Saturday. I'm going to count every game as a blessing. I think yeah. this all-conference play um, got us right to the nitty-gritty. It usually takes us a while to see who's trash. Um, yep. I think in every league, just not the SEC. So you got to see really early in the ACC who kind of cheeks pretty much that whole league. 
Um, and then with ours, you got you to gotta see real early. Instead of Tennessee being back, they got out of here pretty quick early this year. Would love to see it. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm curious to see. Uh, I think the team that I'm watching outside of, you know, Florida, Georgia, uh, and Alabama, not that I think that they're going to win, um, but I'm very, very excited to see what uh, what Arkansas might be able to do. Uh, you know, that's a team that I don't think any of us thought would have more than two wins on the season, and they're playing, you know, pretty good football right now. Uh, the second best team in the West right now. Yeah, and they go uh, they go head-to-head uh, against um, Texas A&M uh, this week. They had a win over Mississippi State earlier in the year. They had a weird loss to Auburn, uh, but they come back and, uh, and beat Ole Miss, and they hold Ole Miss to the fewest points that they have uh, all season. Um, that includes games against Alabama and Florida. Um, so they play Texas A&M this week, so I'm curious to see how Sam Pittman and, and Felipe Franks take uh, that team. But you guys know who is trash? Auburn's trash. Auburn's very trash. You guys think Gus Malzahn gets fired? I don't know what was, was taking so long. They should have fired him years ago. They That's just, what I'm saying, bro. They, they way past letting him linger around. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's there because that helped us get our helped us get our commit we got today. Uh, I feel bad for the guys like Schwartz. They made bad business decisions, but yeah, yeah Auburn is 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 a dead man walking. They gotta they gotta change. Where you to look for a coach though? It's going to be a very weird year to look for a coach, and I think they're going to come out of this game because they're playing Auburn with, or uh, they're pardon me, they're playing LSU with some confidence this week. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Georgia plays Kentucky. I would imagine that we all think that Georgia's going to win that game. Um, outside of that, Mississippi State, Alabama, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Missouri, Florida, and then Ole Miss, Vanderbilt uh, is your slate of schedules this week. So, man, you see Justin Fields' game. <sighs> 95% passing percentage or what 96 kids good man I don't know who I want to tank for now then <laughs> <laughs> I might I go know, ahead and get you I might go and get your Buccaneers shit off man what you got man listen man you know you, you know I'm being I'm being humble man because you know Got a piece. Of, got 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 to have some humble pie, man. Because you know, don't be humble. The guy that introduces himself as the all American. Look, the Saints out there lurking, man. I can't I can't talk. Can't talk too much, man, because they they know how to, they know how to uh they got mind control over us, man. When the Saints be in town, we be talking. When they leave, we be quiet. When they leave, we be talking again. Cause we can't beat the Saints, so I can't. Really- I just hate how happy y'all are, bro. I don't even go on the timeline on Sundays no more, man. <laughs> the city, of Tampa, you know, you know, we gotta fire cannons. Jeez, y'all too happy. I go on Facebook because I'm avoiding. The timeline I go on Facebook, my Ahmad on there talking trash to people. I'm like, bro, this is a family show in the book, not on the book, baby. Nah, I gotta talk trash <laughs> to them people because, hey, look, it's it's so crazy, but them boys hate around where where I'm from is you know obviously right right near Tampa, but them boys hate the Bucks for some reason. So I got to get on there and, and talk my stuff. So I feel yeah. like you manufacture hate for the Bucks. I don't feel like people hate the Bucks. I don't think people care about the Bucks as much as you think they do, Ahmad. Well, no, I definitely yeah. hate the Bucks a lot. They really, they really hate them now. They really, look, TB twelve in town, there, and they hate the Bucks. All right, I can see just because they harassed me as a Jaguar fan on Twitter. So that's it's not like it's that's just why. Well, that's worth harassing. You know what I mean? It's more Bing and Chris than than, than anything. Yeah, well, it's yeah. sad. You know, it's sad. But uh, outside of that, the city of Tampa is holding out hope. They got the Rays in the World yeah. Series down three mm. to the Dodgers. Um, but if they can pull that one off, uh, they've mm-hmm. got their they've got a soccer team that's like in the league below the MLS, and they're in the finals. Um, Tom Brady's cooking. This might be Tampa Bay's years, Ahmad. 
And the, the Super year Bowl of Tampa here Bay. It's the perfect year for y'all to win it. The year, the I, year of Tampa Bay, Bay, Dan. How, how's y'all it, how's stay home Bay? so y'all can't celebrate? That's the perfect year. Say that again, Ahmad. <laughs> sports, sports year, Tampa Bay. You, 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 I cannot wait for the Super Bowl. I can't wait you guys for you guys to come up and join me for the Super Bowl. Oh, we are going to have oh. a ball at the Super Bowl this year. You, you scare me a little bit. Good. Well, we'll rent a boat and all. There'll be a whole. Hey, look, hey, look, hey, 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 so it's a, it's a wild rumor. They say, uh, if the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl, they're gonna let Dan fire his cannon. They say Dan gonna fire his cannon, they score a touchdown, man. Yeah, so we got, we got to make it happen so, so my boy Dan can fire his cannon. All right, you Already. gotta let me fire that cannon just one time. <laughs> I will become a Bucks fan if they let me fire that cannon just one time. <laughs> That's Gee, hilarious. Man. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of smoke, though, Ahmad, you know? I'm yeah. definitely ready for the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, hanging, I'm taking the whole week off. I'm coming up to Tampa to hang out for a whole week. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be shenanigans. Big vibes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, boys. I think I got the song of the week, which I know everybody is pumped for. Um, I know Somebody I asked me today, was well, you going to be the uh, the DJ at the um, grand opening? And I was like, Oh, nah. shoot. Heck yeah. I can, uh, I'll put together a playlist for you guys. I got you. I'll get back with you. I'm going to run it by TJ. All right. Just make it. <laughs> yeah, just let me know if it needs to be on Spotify or Apple Music. I'll wait for TJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, hell of a show. Really enjoy um, being with you guys each and every week. Cam, we're going to do a shout out to my boys from whiskey Myers. Cause their guitar player wasn't involved in an accident where he almost lost his life. Safe healings. Hope you get better, my friend. Well, we're not All friends, right. but hopefully we will be one day. Um, but let's take us out with, let's go real old school whiskey Myers with a ballad of a Southern man. So, all right, boys, we will see you all next week. Same corner, same time. Yeah. My first rifle was a two, four to three. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me And they taught me how to shoot with a steady hand I guess that's something you don't understand Now I grew up on a prison farm Sneaking pools of child from a mason jar Guess that's something you don't understand Grandma's in the kitchen Papa's done passed on We'd sit out on the front porch Just to pick it on the summer And there's blood on the table Cause we work for what we had And I was raised in this land I guess there's something you don't understand And I still fly that southern flag Whistling Dixie loud enough to brag And I know all the words a simple man I guess there's something you don't
Papa gave daddy and 